The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics. In these past uh, few days, a friend of Medjugorje has been uh, in Medjugorje working on the, some things for, for Our Lady, for the mission there. And uh, it's always a privilege. Uh, one of the dynamics of uh, community is uh, that you share in the graces that are available whenever another community member is in Medjugorje. Particularly, of course, for us, it's a special privilege when a friend of Medjugorje is there because he always comes back with new insights and new things that Our Lady teaches him. But uh, in these days, of course, in the time that uh, he is in Medjugorje, and uh, whenever we have community there, we always feel a, a special spiritual connection to Medjugorje uh, and the graces that are coming from there. And so a friend of Medjugorje is joining us on the line uh, from uh, from Radio Wave Studio in Medjugorje. And so, uh, is there? Can you tell us uh, what it's been like the last uh, couple of days there? Well, as far as uh, the weather goes, it's been kind of cool and rainy. And of course, as you go, when it rains, it's mud, and we go through the fields to our houses where we are. But uh, I spent quite a bit of time with Maria. We spent a good bit of yesterday together, yesterday afternoon. And um, it always gives you greater insights into the depth of the apparitions and. 
but second place and gives me more understanding of the messages. And the one message just always comes to mind when you come here, especially when you're here and making a prayerful trip, is is uh, conversion. We're always constantly in the conversion. Our Lady has said that conversion is a process which lasts your entire life. So the beauty of the immediate conversion is always followed by the struggle of the daily conversion for the rest of your life. And, of course, because it won't end to the end of our life, we'll be drawing our last breath, needing conversion. And so that's one message that I always receive here, that I always need conversion, I always need to grow in grace, and we, we see this. And, of course, conversion can't start with that repentance. If there's no repentance, like, uh, uh, look what happened when I been quoted, uh, Benedict, I think it was, or John Paul, I think it's Benedict, one tier of repentance. And that's all we need. And so everything, if you need to, to start things again, this is where you start. And it's a process that we always can remember, and our lady always calls us back to. Every message really is that today, dear children, today. This is what I want you to do. And every message is a, it's a call to conversion. So when John Paul wrote, or was inspired to put the third limitless mystery at the proclamation of the kingdom of God, and a call to conversion, it can't be without being disconnected. Uh, it can't be done being disconnected to heaven. It's had to be connected to, to Medjugorje. Medjugorje is the spiritual center of the renewal of the whole world, even the church. It's, it's not from, it's, it won't be from, from Rome. Uh, it, it will affect Rome. This will affect every place on earth. And so that's why I'm at peace when people even get concerned about what happens or we have what we've had happen this past week or where so much was incorrectly reported about the visionaries not being able to go places, which they can. And uh, you just add the the statement that this is not formally recognized by the church. And they can have the apparitions. You can believe in it. You're free. This is, can continue. So we're at peace and we're confident and we can do what we need to do. Though in the meantime... Um, I guess, John, well, let's just let you read and you read, and I will just let that dictate the direction of the program. Okay. Uh, this article was written by Eric Odom from a website, Today's News. Uh, it was written on October 24th, 2013, and the title is Republicans, Liberals, Democrats, and Conservatives are all fiddling while Rome burns. Meanwhile, Obama plans permanent power grab. Early yesterday morning, a colleague and I sat in my office for a chat about the Obamacare scenario as it's currently unfolding. I had earlier finished reading a column about an auto-enrollment coming down the pipes. The first time I read it, I felt a tug in the way I was processing everything surrounding the Obamacare rollout. I went back and read it a second time, which set in motion an information hunt that has changed my perspective on everything. I shared my findings with my colleague and discovered he and I were on the same page. What page is that? The page that tells a story of a coming permanent power. The story of a government operating as a campaign organization that simply cannot be defeated. What is coming to light is that America is about two years from being permanently in the hands of a radical power. This is not an exaggeration. Barack Obama and his secretive handlers are nearing a point where they will literally hijack the entire system. They will effectively hijack full control 
of the greatest, most powerful nation to ever exist. Today, media, all sides of media, is fixated on the Obamacare website problems. Yesterday, we were fixated on the fainting woman. The day before, it was Jay Carney's refusal to answer questions, even walking out of the room in the middle of a press conference. Fixated on distractions. Republicans and conservatives, there is now a vast distinction, are rightfully proclaiming what a disaster Obamacare is. Obamacare is most certainly a disaster, but in our view, it was never meant to be a success. In fact, Obamacare was designed to fail. For the left, the end always justifies the means. When the rest of us are feeling politically beaten, battered, and confused, we have to ask ourselves about the ultimate goal of the thumping we just took. It is the ultimate goal of Obamacare to provide affordable health care to all Americans while allowing a semi-private insurance marketplace to function outside of government? Of course not. Yet this is exactly what Obama's handlers would love us all to believe. The ultimate goal is universal single-payer health care, a system that makes all health care workers, estimated 15 million employees of the government, a system that makes all health care facilities a product of the federal government, There will no longer be private doctors or local prompt care offices. It will all be government. Need a leave for that headache? Better ask the government. Need back surgery? Better ask the government. You see, once government controls all aspects of nutrition, medications, and health in general, it fully controls all voters. Once government controls all voters, it will have removed the threat of an opposing party or candidate. Furthermore, a full government takeover of the health care system will enable the unionization of 15 million new government employees, 15 million new public union workers, tens of millions of immigrants from south of the border, and 100 million people in the GovCare database equals permanent power. There is no political force that can defeat such a machine. Wayne Allen Root recently published the six real goals of Obamacare. I can guarantee you these six goals are nowhere on the radar of most media outlets, congressional offices, and political activists who oppose Obamacare. Number one, Obamacare was intended to bring about the Marxist dream, redistribution of wealth. Rich people, small business owners, and the middle class are being robbed so that the money can be redistributed to poor people who vote for Democrats. If you're rich or middle class, you have now to pay for your own health care costs and 40 million other people's costs, too. So you're stuck paying for both bills, and you're left broke. Brilliant. Number two, Obamacare was intended to wipe out the middle class and make them dependent on government. Think about it. Even Obama's IRS predicts that health insurance for a typical American family by 2016 will be $20,000 per year. How would middle-class Americans pay that bill and have anything left for food or housing or living? People that make forty dollars or $50,000 or $60,000 can't possibly hope to spend $20,000 on health insurance without becoming homeless. Number three, as a bonus, Obamacare is intended to kill every decent-paying job in the economy, creating only crummy part-time jobs. Why? 
just to make sure the middle class is trapped with no way out, just to make sure no one has the $20,000 per year to pay for health insurance, thereby guaranteeing they become wards of the state. Number four, Obamacare is intended to bankrupt small business and therefore starve donations to the GOP. Think about it. Do you know a small business owner? I know hundreds of them. Their rates are being doubled, tripled, and quadrupled by Obamacare. Guess who writes 75% of the checks to Republican candidates and conservative causes? Small business. Number five, Obamacare is intended to make the IRS all-powerful. It adds thousands of new IRS agents. It puts the IRS in charge of overseeing 15% of the U.S. economy. The IRS has the right, because of Obamacare, to snoop into every aspect of your life, to go into your bank accounts, to fine you, to frighten you, to intimidate you. And Obama and his socialist cabal have access to your deepest medical secrets. By law, your doctor has to ask your private history. That information is now in the hands of Obama and the IRS to blackmail GOP candidates into either not running or supporting bigger government or leaking the information and ruining your campaign. Have you forgotten that IRS harassed, intimidated, and persecuted critics of Obama and conservative groups? Number six, Obamacare is intended to unionize 15 million health care workers. That produces $15 billion in new union dues. That money goes to fund Democratic candidates and socialist causes, thereby guaranteeing Obama's friends never lose another election. And Obama's policies keep ruining capitalism and bankrupting business owners long after he's out of office. This isn't a game. This is a serious, purposeful attempt to hijack America and destroy capitalism. This isn't a train wreck. It's purposeful suicide. It's not failing. It's working exactly according to plan. Obama knows what he's doing. Stop apologizing and start fighting. This is a brilliant, cynical, and purposeful attempt to damage the U.S. economy, kill jobs, and bring down capitalism. It's not a failure. It's Obama's grand success. Well, they're about two years too late. So they're just now discovering this, and look what we exposed. We've seen this. We've been talking about years, actually years in the making. In 2008, when Obama was elected, we put in pen and writing, they fired the first shot. So this is two years behind, but now it's like, okay, this is what this is about. This is diversion. That health care was never intended to be about health care. Really? This is exactly where we've made tragic mistakes. And we don't know our enemy. You know, when you see something, you can't always go by appearance. Uh, it's, it's known that seven out of ten judgments of man is wrong. And of course, that could be referred to their sins or whatever they're doing, but it's also what your enemy's doing. Your enemy's part of fighting, building, becoming an army, becoming something strong, or whatever it may be to win something, uh, contains diversion. Joan of Arc did it. She met, she met her enemy on the trail, the English. She kept her helmet or armor down on top in front of her face. They asked if they saw Joan of Arc they were looking for. She pointed back. She had passed, said in a man's voice, yes, and they rode on. It's diversion. This is warfare. And this is what this is what's happening. And it kind of amazes me that these people still, we have, we have all the talk show hosts, who are diverted by the news that 
is purposely put out. Obama will take hits. He'll have a bad story against him with intent. It's the purpose to do that is keep your talk shows, keep all of them dictating the conversation that day. And they're being guided in conversations that they become preoccupied with for days and days and days, all the while the enemy is doing something else. Just case in point, we just had over the last year or a couple of years, 12 and more recently of this number, 12 generals or 12 high-ranking military officials removed. And even some of what these removed officials are saying is, well, this just retribution is vengeance because of uh, the budget. They're going to take it from there like they did the sequester to punish people. They don't even get it themselves. If you know your enemy, you know the first thing you have to do is remove those, and these people are very loyal to the Constitution, very, uh, uh, have been critical of the administration. And so if you're going to do something, that you have to take the IRS and turn them into something like the SS, which was Germany's feared strong arm to make sure that no resistance could rise up, they could come in and do whatever they want to do. And this is coming. This is looming. Why can't everybody see this? This, to me, is so clear. Oh, yeah, people are seeing it now. But this is when nobody saw it. Oh, Obama's good. He's an intelligent man. He's doing this. We said he's an evil person. Yes, he's an enemy. Yes, we should pray for him. But you think, do you really think 12 generals or 12 high-ranking generals and high-ranking people, three of which are over our nuclear program, who's the most... and depth of being able to run these things, that you remove these people? And all of them being framed and scandaled last, the reason they're being removed? You replace that. So when you give orders, you're going to make sure those people will pass orders on down the ranks. Oh, the military, I've talked to different people. The military is very demoralized by it. The thing they don't realize is it's not about the budget. That he's doing this. And this is where we're so stupid. We're so duped. If you know your enemy and you know yourself, you'll win. If you don't know yourself and you don't know your enemy, you're going to lose everything. And that's what we are. We don't even know one or the other, which is you win half your battles if you know yourself, but you don't know your enemy. And so we have these people making this great discovery, and look what we're saying, who have, which is recent. What is that, a month old, two months old this Friday, Joan? Uh, just a couple of weeks old. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. They just now discovered this, really? And, and they said that we're in the hands of a radical power that's going to take over completely that we've never seen before. They're wrong about that. They're dead wrong. We're not, in the hand, we're not be about to be put in the hands of a radical power. This happened March 16th, 2012. And it happened in concept before that because you don't write something radical that moment. And what was the story of the day that all the talk show hosts were captivated, that captivated by Trayvon Martin? And it fueled itself. I remember reading some of the conservative talk show hosts saying they don't even know why this thing keeps staying in the news. It's because the enemy dictates what they talk about, and they're so lacking in wisdom and in deep prayer. Good people, they're on our side. They say the things we want to hear. But it's a diversion. Nobody should have been reporting Trayvon Martin. It was a staged thing. Friday afternoon, March 16th, the grab for power was accomplished. They got the power going on two years ago. 
And it was conceived probably several years before that. Actually, it was conceived before Obama became elected. These things are there, especially in wisdom, if you know your enemy. And that's what generals are going, and you think our military is not going to be turning against us. That's the purpose for it. I can't talk to people that would defend that. Like, well, you know, this or... Just think. You have to think. Why is this March 16, 2012 executive order took more power than anybody has ever had in a mass in the history of the world from the very beginning? No one has taken the power that instituted at that moment. Are you going to act on it afterwards? No. You've got to do a trade with Martin. You've got to get people in everything. you got to get you got to get them talking about all kinds of stuff, get diversions, put the infrastructure in place. So these guys are still missing the boat. And they're excited about, look, health care was never about health care. Like, they accepted maybe it was. It was never about health care. We knew that. We were talking about this to the beginning. To no avail, because as L.A. said, evil has come to reign. And so what you can do, you can start getting your own house in order. You can start making your own decisions. You can start breaking as much as you can from the system and pay for protection. The future protection for those pioneers who crossed the country, if their attack was to circle the wagons around, make the women and children, women and children in the center, and the men underneath the wagons with the guns. They had to have a 360 protection. You have to go into community. Since June, our lady's mentioned this four or five times. She's saying, get your wagon train. Get in there. Do it. This is the moment. Will it be attacked? The wagon train's attacked. Some of them, shot, some of them are shot. It doesn't mean it's going to save you. But maybe it may put, put your noble part of your soul, your, your spirit, in a position that it can be protected and preserved from what the indoctrinations and things and all the people that in Germany had to go along with. Even if they decided it, then a community, you have some kind of preservation ability to protect your spirit and protect your children. It is the future, and it is the answer. No other. Yes, prayer is that part of that. Sacrifice, fasting. But that makes you see it. You win the prize of the knowledge to be able to see this thing was a diversion from the get-go. Benghazi is a conversion. Benghazi is not incompetence. Benghazi never was incompetent. Do you understand? People, nobody knows what happened in Benghazi. Nobody's reported this in, in the right way yet. We had seven hours to do something. Several people and different people said they could go there and do it, and some of them have been removed for even saying something about it. Obama wanted to create a bad story about him that people would focus on him and look how stupid he was and look how incompetent. You think... That's incompetence. It's so bizarre what happened when nobody went to Begrounzi and, 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 and the time it was there. It's impossible for this to happen by incompetence. It was calculated. It was done with the intent. And I've heard people say, well, they're gun running. That's not the story. The story was a couple, three months later, Obama was going to take the election and steal it. And he did. And nobody brings this to light. And they created something so bizarre that they could turn the faucet on the hot water on to let Benghazi take over the news and Obama that they, Obama can overcome the scandal of Benghazi. They weren't worried about that. What they needed to do is be able to turn it off and on so when anybody started looking at the election and what happened in the election and how Obama got there, which was fraudulently, 
three of the swing states had so many write-in votes that they won this. It was from the get-go to take your attention off the election, and nobody has seen this. Nobody's brought this issue up. Know your enemy, know yourself. And I knew this before, that he was going to steal this election. In fact, it's written, and they find the first shot. This election is going to be won by Obama no matter what happens. They're going to steal it. So Benghazi was such a mag- magnificent diversion because you can't be that incompetent. Look at who was there. I understand the story. I've never been able to verify that one of the admirals on one of the ships was going there. He called in, and that he was going there. He was told to stand down. He said that he can be there. And, and listen, a minute or so, this guy's removed, and Obama's guy who's standing there, he's arrested, the admiral, and demoted, and they put them in. I haven't had a chance to look at that. But it just fits the story. They had it already ready. They didn't want to stop. They wanted this to happen. They needed it to happen because Obama needed to be struck as an idiot, as stupid. Look what he's done now. Look at Benghazi. And we fell for it. We fell for it. And we every time it would go up and down toward the election, that would come into the news. We're duped. The devil is very clever. If you did an investigation, if you can go back to every ballot box, you'll see this last election was stolen. And you're going to see that Obama won't come down in the next election in 2016. You're going to see they're already starting to say that. Just now. Well, he saw it before. That's written in the book. He won't come out of office. Unless the powers that put him there, so that's necessary. That's the only way. We're not going to vote this thing out. And we're dumb and we're stupid with that wisdom to be looking at the next election in 2014. That's not the way. They find the first shot contains that. As our ladies come to make us smart, she's come to give us wisdom. She's told us to become, to love and serve God with all our heart, with all our strength, all our power. And in that contemplation of that prayer, then we will see these eternal truths, because truth is eternal. And truth isn't before us. And how many people see truth? Our, our side, what's promoting all these things, identifying these problems, I was saying, I'm giving you the truth. I'm giving you the truth. This is what you'll see written everywhere or what they say. But they're, they, they're not. They don't see the truth. And if you give truth, you're hated. If you ask, part of our mission's problem. If somebody says it, we do it. We're going to implement it. We're sinners, yes. But we want to stand on truth. We want to stand on commandments. Frank? Well, truth is the most unpopular thing in the world today because it's it's so rare for people to see it. And community is the only answer right now. The You know, uh, when you, the closer you get to the front lines, the more our ladies' message, be ready, makes sense. And for what it, it seems we're headed for, community is the only answer. And one of the the greatest opportunities in, in life today is something that you taught us a long time ago. And it's really awesome when Our Lady says, you know, all together, with, united with my son, that you can heal the world. And so one of the greatest opportunities every day is to be on our knees waiting for to greet Our Lady who's coming to the world. And uh, this is something that... Um, you know, we've done from a long time. You've showed us. You've done this from the beginning and and really showed people all over the world that, you know, we can all be united waiting for Our Lady to come. And it's it's just, it's been an awesome thing for the last couple of days to think 
that, you know, you're there before Our Lady at this time, and, you know, uh, we're here praying. So I think that, you know, conversion's the answer for this. And, uh, and, and one of the greatest, you know, things we've done for our conversion is to, to pause at this time when Our Lady comes to give the world her blessing and benediction. So the uh, following up on, on what you're saying, it, it is the answer. But, you know, we we, we got to look at these things. The first part in conversion is you become a total wisdom. And look at Trey Martin was a diversion. You look at health care as a diversion. Being God's is a convert, di- diversion. We look at the, the trial ranking, how ranking officials being removed from the military, and then they say the reason is because they they did this or they did that. When they haven't enforced this on anybody else, suddenly they're enforcing on these, these guys who are very loyal to the Constitution. It's a diversion. And this is really what our ladies come to show. Satan is prowling for you. He's looking for you. He's looking for sin. And all this is coming into victory and becoming an organization and becoming an organized official way to operate because of sin. And the only way to kill sin is the process of conversion. So it it does hinge on us as individuals that we have to we have to be in prayer. We have to be holy. Holiness is our protection. But don't buy don't be naive. Protection comes by physical reality. Two of things are steps you have to take and that's what medianomics is about is about. I saw Frank's doing now building a com, uh, a community. The road going into it is is called the street is called Caritas Way. I didn't know that too recently. Why? Because they're going the way of what Caritas has shown us. She's walked with us. And there's communities across the United States that want to be just like Caritas. And that's a beautiful thing. Maria and I were talking about these things yesterday. So it's a beautiful thing that it's taking place in our hearts right now. If we act on it, it's a tragedy if we don't. Maria was speaking the other day. She said something really incredible. That what's before us, what God's calling us to, is to build a whole new world. And she said this, she said, and I spoke to her about this, and I was really impressed with this statement. She said that you could build a whole new world with God or destroy it with Satan. There's no middle ground. It's there. We're off the fence, and we're being forced off the fence. And no matter how much you try to stay in both worlds, you've got to choose which one you're going to go to. And this is why they said this is a time of decision. Frank, what's happening in the economic world? Well, um, it, it's just really time to uh, to take advantage of the opportunities that we have in the economic world because uh, I, I think it stains itself by grace. Um, there, it, it, it's just it's supernatural that um, that things hold up. And uh, I would really take advantage of uh, of the opportunities that we have. I think anything that's not real is a myth, and it needs to be um, dealt with, and and to get into real things and um, prepare. Well, since I'm on this side of the ocean, and y'all on this side, Joan or Riaz, if y'all got any questions. Well, one thing I just want to bring up in the in just listening to what. Uh, um, what it was that Joan was reading earlier, and then your comments. I, I'd opened up to to um, they fired the first shot, and you had took you you had written a, a segment in there where you said that there was a, a growing government uh, which has been expanding for decades is now reaching a point where Obama can sweep in at the most opportune moment 
for evil to rule and bring destruction to the United States and thereby to the rest of the nations of the world. And ultimately, this is what you're saying, is that really this isn't really about so much saving the United States as much as it is saving the entire world. Well, Maria made a statement, uh, or she made a statement, maybe it's last time, she says, it's, uh, it's not God bless the United States. This is the United States Bill blessing for the world. See, she sees it just like she saw Pope Benedict and what he said, that the, 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 the evangelization of the world comes through the United States. And the Pronuncio, April later that year of his, I think it was 2012, said, or 2011, I don't remember exactly, that uh, it's expressed desire or expressed intent that the, the, the understanding of the Holy Father that the conversion or the, rather, the evangelization of the world will happen through the United States. Why is that? Why is that devil go to try to bring down the priest in the parish before he take the whole parish? If he had a choice, the whole parish you can have it so, or the priest you can have it so. He won't. Which is he going to choose? Know your enemy and know yourself. How would the enemy act? Okay, he's got fifteen hundred parishioners he could have and get their soul, or he's got one priest. Wrong. If you say the parishioners, you say why? Because he gets the parish. See, it's not one versus fifteen. It's fifteen hundred, or rather, one versus fifteen hundred. It's fifteen hundred and one versus one. Fifteen, rather. So the devil takes down the general. The de- devil takes down the, the the lead. That's what he wants. And so we need to understand this concept of how Satan fights. And when you do that, you can start seeing that. The United States, among the nations of the world, is the one to take down. Because if you take it down, you take the whole world down, because all the other nations follow. Who's called to help when something has to be done anywhere in the world? Who's the first people that look like, even though they're really laughing at us as ridiculous, what we're doing things now, what we're accepting? Uh, many nations are all laughing at us. But you know what? If something happens, who they're going to look to? They still come to us. And so you take down us, U.S., United States. You take it down first. It's the first thing has to go. And that's what Maria meant when she says, United States, not God bless America, is what she actually said. It's that America is a blessing for the world. And so she understands this principle. She lived under communism. And that tradition who said, well, no, all political prisoners, no matter where they are and what country they're from, they have two nations, the motherland and the United States. Because it means something. And it means something because it's a gospel country. It's based on holy scriptures where every family is to bring it in. And you don't go by this. You want to stand before us? You're over. You're history. Time's up. Anything else? Uh, well, just, uh, well, I guess before you make your closing, uh, closing uh, words, if Frank would give us contact uh, information. Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And, again, the number is 877-936-7686. We have a lot of woes facing us at this moment. And it's, it's good to be here in front of our lady when no very few people in Medjugorje like the beginning days, it's not the crowds. 
And you have time to reflect and see everything that's coming down. And we're in one of the greatest moments in the history of the world. When Jesus came, and with this, if you understand who Mary is, why she's come, who she is in front of the triune God, you'll know and understand she's saying, I'm coming to give messages as never before in the history of the world since this beginning. This is not another Fatima. And I don't say that to offend. Fatima built up to this. This is the accumulation. This is the peak of Mary, the peak of her presence, the peak of her actions, and the last mirror of who she is back to man that he can go through to the end of Christ or end of the world till Christ comes back. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.